Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Negro, please. Breathe, Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Breathe, Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed. We're Negroes. I'm a Negro. You're a Negro. Don't you want to be a Negro too? No? Okay. Uh, Sugar, what's happening? How are you doing? I'm chilling, man. Just another week. Our podcast can now drive legally with uh, we at number 16. You right about that. Hey, go ahead and give us the rundown of what we're going to chat about this week. Oh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get right into this one because uh, this is a major week. So we're going to bring you major coverage. Of, uh, of the PGA championship. So, but this week we're going to get into um, some sneaker golf head news of the week. Uh, we'll get back to some tiger news when, when we get to some, some new tiger news. Um, we're also going to talk about last week's AT&T Byron Nelson, not Allen tournament uh, this week's uh, PGA championship. As I mentioned um, for our diversity topic, we're going to talk about the NCAA in uh, their fuckery and canceling the women's golf tournament and uh, and an organization who really stepped up to kind of help and, and, and uh, make, make this uh, a better situation. Um, As, as always, we're going to get into the, our front nine this week. We're going to talk about our favorite TV sitcoms. We're going to get into the back nine pars and prep uh, our regular weekly segment. What are we hating on Uh, the gigging golf song of the week? And this one's a banger as always. Hunger on Hillside by J. Cole. Then we're going to close up, wrap up the show. Sounds like we have a handful. Hey, we have some special guests today. Um, the number one guest, uh, my favorite cousin growing up, role model, skateboard B, Booger, Dom for the ladies, you know, Mr. Lady in Red, the Pico pimp himself, Booger Sugar's in the building. What's happening, Booger? Thanks for coming back. You know, I'm here anytime you need me, fam. I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to live that dream on the couch. All right. And guest number two, which is a friend of Booga's and now is a friend of ours. Booga, go ahead and introduce your friend. This man doesn't have any real nicknames we call him by, but I'll give some suggestions what we say while we're on the golf course. Mr. Big Stick, damn, why you mad at the ball? Mr. (laughs) Humility, think he is terrible golfer mr damn why is he so good and we ain't mike samalis <laughs> oh man mike thanks for joining us i appreciate it fellas thanks for having me on welcome welcome Ooh, golf clap i love it so uh let's get right into it so it's a major week and usually before the major week we go ahead and you know get a nice drop of sneakers and of course, Nike hits us with some fuckery 
with uh, what they dropped. So uh, Nike Golf uh, dropped a seersucker package with the Jordan 4, the Air Max 90. There was an uh, Infinity. I've seen other sneakers that were draped in uh, the seersucker. And Puma also dropped theirs. But uh, all throughout the week, there were drops. And some of them were pretty easy to get. I know myself, I got the Air Max 90 seersucker joint. Looks pretty clean. I'm waiting for it to get here. Booga, I think you got the same shoe. But this morning, this morning, we tried to get that Jordan shoe. Man, and I was hot. I was just looking at my screen and just like. What the hell going on here? You well, know. now you know how I feel about them fours. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like when I tried to get them fours, they was in the cart. All of a sudden, oh. It's just the bots. Like it, they really get at you. Now, the Pumas, which I. The Pumas are subtle, seersucker. I think they like the green and white. They're still sitting out there, you know, so I'm, I might have to go grab those just for just to do it, you know, just to mix it up for my Nike collection or whatever. But I know, Booga, you were pretty pissed off at the bots. How do you mad, feel? Mad. <laughs> I, I, I woke up early just to get ready for this. Right when it clicked over, sold out. I'm like, this is some bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I just don't really understand how they can't figure this out by now. Like, you know, these are these are companies who have been dealing with these shoe releases. I mean, it's it might be easier to get a PlayStation than to get some of these shoe releases that come out. Nike uh, don't PlayStation care. was tough. Nike don't care because they're getting paid either way. Yeah, but I mean, exactly right. But but let me ask you all a question, though. The real people that would actually wear these shoes, did, are they ending up in those hands? Eventually. No. Well, yeah, just at a higher price. Like I I. After it sold out, I shot Eve a picture, and they're on StockX for four fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, "Come on, dude!" And I'm not paying four fifty for a pair of shoes, but I, I was like, "If I got them, I'm wearing them on the golf course." I had the whole outfit set to go because they're shoes, <laughs> and I love my shoes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not paying four fifty for a pair of shoes that don't cost four fifty. Mm-hmm. Facts, it's just garbage. Yeah, I was. I ain't gonna lie. I probably was not gonna wear the Jordans. I was gonna flip them because because of that price. Yeah, you're getting double plus a hundo, probably. Right. So pisses me off. They got to do something. I know Nike has been in trouble with um, their sneaker app. They're talking about getting rid of it or updating it. They tried to do a whole bunch of things. Just make more shoes. You know you have them. Stop limiting them. Stop trying to get the attraction. And you're Nike. You're going to get your money. So mm-hmm. let us all get them and enjoy. You know, we're tired of getting up and having to camp out. Now we got, you know, Biff and Byron and Billy with their hands on these Jordan 4s, and they don't even want them. Oh, they got hundreds of pairs. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they're sitting in a fucking warehouse somewhere, you know, just collecting dust. You know, like, come on, man. Like, that's what that's what's irritating to me. Like these all these bots and people that are that are, you know, trying to wholesale these shits. It's I understand the profit. I understand the hustle. I get, you know, we're in America, man. I get it. I definitely get it. We all want to be making more money. But man. Yeah, it's frustrating. Y'all can fix the shit. Yeah. Or just send us pairs and we'll shut up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah I mean, 
Or you can go, or you can go with the tin hat theory and say Nike's actually just hanging on to the stuff and selling it on the secondary market themselves just to make more money. Ooh. I think Nike has people buying all the shoes. Mm-hmm. And they're reselling it for double the price, triple the price, and they're getting a kickback from it. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Oh. Absolutely. I mean, they got caught for that. They just got caught for that. That Nike executive, uh, she yeah. was high up, right? I mean, I don't remember. That, that she was actually. over the sneakers app for sure. Yeah, she was. Yeah, just ridiculous. But it makes you think. So, <laughs> whatever. But everybody, the other Nikes are sold out. But. Go hit up Puma, the Ignite Fast and Eight Seersuckers are sitting out there. Very nice, uh, probably super comfortable. So hit them up. So our special guest, Mikey, um, we want to find out a little bit about you. So tell us how you got into the game of golf. Ooh, into the game of golf. Well, uh. Uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time believing I'm saying this, but I've been playing for over 40 years now. Uh, started out like every other kid. Uh, my dad played, had privileges at a Navy uh, recreation area. So he could play, he could play and practice for cheap. So he cut me down my, my little nine iron and away I went. So it's, it's been a love hate relationship for about 40, 41 years now, unfortunately or unfortunately. Well, it seems like you stayed in the industry, right? Whether you're playing or not, you worked uh, within the industry um, with some big brands. Um, yep. Tell tell us a little bit about that, who you worked for and uh, the business of golf. Well, uh, golf has basically been been my life. I mean, it's given me everything. Uh, free, free education, uh, a lot of really good travel, played a lot of really good golf courses. Uh, and and fortunately, uh, fortunately uh, my career, I mean, I've worked for tailor-made i've worked for callaway uh met uh sugar at uh at lampkin uh and now i'm with a company called moto caddy um it's i i have no complaints no regrets uh the game has given me a lot and i just try to give back in my my own little way wherever i can and with whoever i can help out that's awesome mm-hmm. love it um so you said um that you got to play golf and get an education you went to san diego state is that correct Yep, four years at state at San Diego State. Okay, and then what was your transition into? Because um, I know you spent a little bit of time on tour or mm-hmm. and playing. Like, what was that transition like to to get from college to wanting to be on tour? Well, uh, I was always pretty good. I mean, I played baseball all the way up till I was twelve and had a lot of success in that. And as you guys know, being golfers, how hard golf is. It's when you're an idiot 12 year old, you're like, Oh, I've mastered this game. I'm going to try something else. So I, I kind of quit playing baseball and focused on golf and, uh, was always pretty good. Um, played through high school, uh, played with a lot of the, there's probably about a handful of guys on tour that uh, I played a lot of junior golf with high school golf and college golf against. And, uh, my, I, I ended up winning a state high school championship my senior year, uh, got the scholarship to San Diego state and, I always kind of wanted to play. Uh, I always thought I could could do it. And then in '97, uh, the it was the Buick. Now the Farmers. Uh, they always had a two an amateur two spotter, so it was all amateur field. Uh, they had two spots available to get into the Buick, and I ended up getting into the event. So I got to play at a PGA Tour event in '97, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. You know, play some of the best golf courses against best competition, and. Uh, 
graduated state in 98, kind of hemmed and hawed around and in 2000 turned pro and gave it a go for, you know, about five years or so. Did Went to tour school five times, played the mini tours, played up in Canada a few for a few events up there. So gave it a go for five years and pretty much had enough of it after five years, kind of just making a little money, losing money, making money, losing money, just had enough of it. And thankfully I had a job that I could move up in right away and said, you know what, I've had enough and kind of quit playing in 2005. Nice. Um, so, I mean, you worked for, I mean, TaylorMade, Lampkin, Moto Caddy, mm-hmm. Callaway, all those companies with golf going in the direction it is now. Um, mm-hmm. Which company is, do you see like being on top of the innovation, like pushing the game, trying to open up the game and do different things? Well, and, and that's the thing about golf. I mean, they're all good. Every company makes phenomenal equipment. I mean, there's not one that's better than the other. I mean, now obviously you get into the, some of the forums and some of the golf websites. Oh, they suck. And, you know, they're always releasing stuff and th- that stuff's garbage. The X is garbage. That's terrible. It's all good. I mean, a- a- everybody is, is developing stuff that that's going to help everybody. They're all kind of piggybacking off each other with technologies, movable weights, adjustable shafts. Uh, just the way they design heads, multi, multi-materials. So, I mean, everybody's pushing the envelope. Everybody's trying to make everybody better. And it's, it's not one company's better than another. It's just finding a company and finding a club that fits your eye and fits the look and fits the way you swing the golf club that's going to work the best for you. So, Yeah, like the, go- you know, the golf club isn't going to swing for you, right? No, not at all. The person, and, yeah. Right on, man. Everybody delivers the club differently, or the va- del- delivers the club to the golf ball differently. So Facts. finding the right the right setup and the right you know look and feel that you that works best for you. I mean, you've seen Booga swing this club. I have. Yeah, it's it's a, a different times. delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I plead the fifth about Mike right now, not about oh, me. Sorry, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were on tour, what are the things that you? liked about the game of golf and then were there things that just soured you like were just like hey i can't do this like i i'm i'm finished um what i i love the travel i mean i I love being in different cities every every week uh playing golf courses i mean i i was playing up in canada when before canada kind of became you know part of the pga tour so it was I mean, it was four rounders with cuts and galleries and media. And it was just, I mean, you were, you were treated like a king up there. It was just, it was fantastic. Um, what kind of soured me on it is I, I never had a sponsor. I never had anybody helping me out with money. So it was always me. You know, I, I'd work a couple weeks, make a couple bucks, save up a couple bucks, go play a few events. You know, you don't, you make a cut, you get your money back, you make a couple bucks, you kind of roll it into the next week. And then, you know, you miss a cut and you're out that money. You know, you miss two cuts in a row, you're off, you're, you know, you're not playing for a couple of weeks because then you got to go back to work and make money. And it's just, you, you don't make any money really. I mean, a good year on the mini tours. I mean, obviously there's guys that, I mean, if you win 13, 15, 20 times, you're, you're going to make a decent living. I mean, some money um, where you can keep going, but I, I, I just never had it where I, I could just play freely. It was always in the back of my mind where, oh shit, if I don't make this putt, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm out till for two weeks. So it was. That that's just I, I just had enough of of chasing my tail and just said you know what I, I'm done I've, I've had enough it was it was a good run you know it, I guess it just wasn't for me and you know let's 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 move on to bigger and better things. 
Nice. Speaking of bigger and better things, you're with Moto Caddy right now. And I am. I checked out their products and actually download the app. The app is actually super cool and how you can link it up to your product. So tell us a little bit about uh, Moto Caddy. Well, Moto Caddy has actually been around uh, since I believe it was 2004, We've been over in, in Europe. Um, they've been the number one electric quote unquote push cart uh, in Europe for the last 10 years. And the dynamic of players over there in Europe, uh, just recreational players, I mean, it's 90% walking and 10% riding. Where here in the States, you know, it's 85% riding, 15% walking. So they've always had a, a distributor over here trying to kind of move product through and, and, and try to get it uh, here in the States and getting it to, to customers over here. And uh, last year, uh, a friend of mine, was approached by them to, and they said, Hey, you know what? We're, we're looking to open up shop. We want to, you know, kind of stake our claim here in the States. We're number one in Europe. We have this really phenomenal product and, you know, we want you to basically be tasked with opening up our business here in the States. And I had actually gotten out of the golf business for a year and right around the end of kind of end of last year, when COVID was kind of teetering off a little bit, when we were kind of going back to the office, the, I was unfortunately just kind of a casualty of that and got let go. And he was looking for some help. And so he, he brought me on board and we brought in another customer service guy. So there's three of us trying to basically bring this entire, uh, entire beast, uh, alive. So it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun, uh, reconnecting with a lot of people that I've uh, dealt with in the business and, uh, the, the product's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, we're, we're really in a good spot with a lot more people coming into the game, uh, with the social distancing, not many people being allowed to uh, to ride together. There's been a lot more walking, uh, so we're, we're in a good spot. We got a really, really good product and a, and a good bunch of guys and a lot of support from our our parent company over in in Europe. And it's just it's all systems are go. It's it's, it's exciting time for us right now. So so for some of our listeners who might not kind of know or understand what this what this is, can you maybe explain to them kind of how this works? And yeah, it's. It's basically a room, uh, we're, we're known for our electric push carts. So basically, uh, you're looking at a remote control, uh, car for your, for your clubs. Um, our, our flagship right now is the M7. Uh, it's the M7 remote. Uh, it's, you basically strap your bag on it. You got a remote control and you, you control where that cart goes. So, uh, it's ba- the remote's about the size of a garage door opener. So you got obviously left, turn left, turn right, front, back, stop. Uh, you, you can control the cart for, I think it's up to almost 250, 300 yards. I mean, we, we, we've screwed around with a lot of people on that. Um, we have another, our, our other product, um, like you guys had talked about our, our app, uh, it's the M5 GPS. That, that's more of a hands-on unit, uh, but it does come with a GPS system built into the, the handle of the cart. Uh, with that system, uh, you actually have 40,000 plus golf courses preloaded already onto it. No subscription, no nothing. It's, it's, it's already in there. So basically you turn the thing on when you get to a golf course, it recognizes exactly where you're at. Uh, gives you all the pertinent information, front, back, middle pins to hazards, bunkers, run through on fairways. Uh, and, and that system, uh, obviously it's not remote. So you get nine different speed settings and you're kind of controlling the cart. So whatever pace you want to walk at, you can just kind of set the speed at where you want it to go and, and you kind of walk along, hit the button when you want to stop and it stops. Also has a kind of a cool feature and it's, it's up to 60 yards. If you don't want to kind of control it and you got a nice flat spot in the fairway, you can set it up to 60 yards where you can just let the thing go and it'll automatically stop after 60 yards. So nice. it's, a, 
It's a fantastic unit. The GPS system's awesome on it. It is because yeah. the I, I downloaded the app mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me see what courses. You know, it 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 found where I was. You know, location on the on the Apple phone, and it was just mm-hmm. like, hey, okay, what course? And I was like, oh, let me choose Spring Hill. And it says, do you want a single device? I said, no, because I don't have it. And so it went through and I said, hole one, voila. It looked like a great app to use, The yep. just the view of it. It's uh, better than some of the ones that I've seen out there. Um, so that was that was pretty cool to see. And I plan on using that this weekend. So It's free. Exactly. And if it's free, and if it's, free it's me. So, right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good unit. It's a really good unit. And then we have the M1, which is kind of the quote-unquote entry level, which is – basically an M5 without the GPS system in it. So it has all the bells and whistles that the, the M5 has, just doesn't have the GPS unit. But like you said, if you already downloaded the app onto your phone, you can hold your phone. You can, we have device cradles. You can just kind of lock, kind of hook your phone up to the cart, and there you go. You're good to go. Yep. Pretty cool. And obviously, obviously, we have bags that go with it and, and standard push carts as well that are the, – the bags have the, – the dry bag itself has been the number one selling bag, period, in Europe. So it's – um, 100% waterproof. Uh, just it's a fantastic bag. So it's we we got some really really quality stuff at some really good prices. So nice. it's exciting. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you. We're gonna have some fun. Thank you for getting on this show. And uh, shoot, Shook, let's get into our next segment. Let's talk about the uh, Byron Nelson championship so give us the rundown on that yeah this was a this is a great tournament i don't know if anyone you know um hopefully you guys got a chance to check it out we had uh kh lee um winning the tournament man it was a tough weekend uh remaining diligent after a long rain delay to win his first uh tour title with a minus 25 and uh taking home a a nice 1.45 million for that victory um, you know, the win and what I thought was interesting about this and, uh, Mikey, you kind of talked about this and, and kind of like playing, you know, um, you know, and trying to get to tournament to tournament, but you know, this win actually helps him have a tour exemption through the 22 mm-hmm. and 20, uh, through 2023 season, um, which is interesting. And I'd like to maybe hear some perspective on that, um, from the crew and then, uh, Burns, you know, tried to Sam Burns, man, tried to stay close just couldn't do it. Um, the course seemed pretty difficult for everybody. Um, but you know, it's, uh, I, I think that those, and maybe you can kind of speak to this too, Mikey, a little bit, but if you have kind of a, a, a longer rain delay, how does that, how does that impact you when you're sitting there trying to wait and, and get back out there on the course? Well, it, it's going to either help you or hurt you. I mean, if, if you're kind of going a little bit bad, it gets you, you know, a chance to take a breather, kind of reset, get your mind right. Um, so it, that they can definitely help, but if, if you're going good and you know, the juices are flowing and, and, you know, you're kind of on lockdown, it's, it's kind of a bad thing. You know, you, you just want to get out there. You want to keep playing. Um, one thing about that golf course, uh, I I've been lucky enough to play it. I mean, that, that golf course just shows you how good those guys are. I mean, everybody sees 25 under, I mean, it's not an easy golf course, but you get that golf course and with those conditions shooting that number, that's, that's pretty darn good. That's, that's golfing your ball. I agree. Yeah. They were shooting some low and, and to see how much rain was on the course that day. Like I was like, man, they're, they're going to have to go to home Depot and get a few squeegees for that. Cause it was, it was piled up out there. Um, but it was nice to see, um, 
you know, Burns playing like he has been. He's he's actually been playing really, really well, um, you know, and, and doing this thing out there. Um, my picks, I had Spieth, which he tied for ninth. He played pretty well, but he just couldn't couldn't catch up and um, couldn't close out. And Scheffler, he tied for 47th. And I, I tried to follow the trend because everyone on, that has come on this show talk about Scheffler, Scheffler, and I thought it was going to be this week, and he was 47th. So um, I won't listen to that trend anymore for a while. <laughs> Don't ever pick hometown kids, man. Yeah. Don't ever pick the kids that live there. That, yeah. That's the hardest week to play. Yeah, it is. It's it's just just a little tough. Booger, who did you choose to – or who did you think was going to win? I thought Steve was going to win it. And when I saw after day one, I'm like, okay, he's looking good. He's looking good. He should be up there. Then he just couldn't keep up with anybody else. And it just it pissed me off to actually put some money on it. <laughs> hey, no free ads. <laughs> gotta pay us now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it it was an interesting weekend, man. And and I think that some guys that were playing good early, um, you know, they didn't play good late. And I think that that kind of impacted the way that things shook out too. And my picks weren't even close, but uh, um, you know, it, there was some good golf, man, despite the, despite the challenges. I agree. I agree. And it was a tune up for everyone to go into this week's PGA championship. So, you know, a lot of guys are trying to figure it out and get themselves together. I don't really know if it was going to help them. I mean, maybe a little wind and weather, but this course uh, coming up this week is going to be a challenge for these guys. It's long, windy, hard. Um, so we're we're gonna get to see uh, everything these pros have to to offer. So uh, with that, uh, roll into the PGA Championship, Shug. Yeah, this is uh, again second major of the year. Um, you know, Colin Morikawa won uh, in twenty twenty, and this was actually the first tournament that came back in 2020 uh, during the COVID year. Uh, Colin won with, uh, you know, a negative uh, minus 13 and took home a a $1.8 million uh, purse for for winning the tournament. Um, This year, the course is, uh, it's going to be at the Ocean Course at the Kiowa Island, uh, and that is in South Carolina, a par of 72. And as he mentioned earlier, this is a very long course. This might be, I don't know if this might be one of the, this might, I don't know if it's setting a record, but I know that it's, it could be setting a record for the longest, um, one of the longest uh, courses on tour mm-hmm. with 7,876 total yards. This is an Alice and Pete die course. And if you haven't really learned any of the, like go and look at, go and look at the history of this course. This is pretty cool because this couple actually worked together to make sure that this course was difficult. And um, the wife had a lot of input on on where things on w- the visibility of the course and what you saw. So pretty cool, pretty cool history there of, of two people working together um, to make this course what it is. Uh, it was established in 1974. Um, this year, the total purse amongst the golfers is 11 million. Um, when we all like to have a piece of that, man. Um, again, this this is a very tough course. It's right up against uh, right up against the ocean. So you deal with a lot of wind um, and the, the water and the moisture can probably be a lot different on different parts of the course. Um, you know, you better bring your shovel this weekend and your wedges because you there's there's a lot of sand. Um, 
<laughs> Some interesting things about this course is uh, the legend of Bagger Vance was shot here. And uh, they also hosted the uh, 1991 Ryder Cup. Uh, again, as we mentioned, this is one of the, the top public ranked courses in North America. Mm-hmm. And it's also, again, one of the most challenging is this is a major 600 points go to the winner. Uh, fans are allowed. Um, there's limited, limited capacity. They're going to cap it at 10,000 uh, visitors a day with kind of social distancing and, and uh, mass required. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of a breakdown. Um, e, you want to get into some of the course details? Yeah. So uh, let's, let's go to the COVID stuff. So 10,000 a day. Um, I was watching the golf channel and watching these guys warm up and play their practice rounds and everything. There was a lot of people out there and there was no mask out there none you see them walking around you know and everybody's in a hurry to open things up but let's let's be smart out there but there was no mask like when i was watching while working out there was no mask and i was like huh this is interesting like everybody's trying to open up and you know you see it at the basketball games like there's a couple of big games on to today and there's people in the crowd and masks are down and everything like that so uh, let's, let's take our time on that. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into more course details here. So, uh, where to watch this, this is huge because a lot of people want to go to an app and stuff. So ESPN will be doing the coverage and ESPN plus. So if you have ESPN plus, you're going to get, you know, the earlier parts of the rounds and probably get some pretty cool, um, you know, things to, to kind of check out. And that's on Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, you have ESPN, but ESPN plus, and then you're going to have the evening coverage at, on CBS. So of course you, you can go to CBS and watch that. So we have that. Um, so make sure you have your ESPN plus or just mm-hmm. watch ESPN. It should be on all day. Um, this course is going to be tough. And it's one of the longest. And uh, as you said, Suge, the wind uh, was a factor. And uh, Pete Dye's wife made sure, like, hey, you should put this here because the wind is going to hit this way and uh, do these things. So um, also, you it's kind of like a linksy kind of course, but it's not. And if you kind of look at it, it kind of looks like it could be sitting like a course that would sit in the middle of like Nebraska or Kansas or something like just just the makeup of it. Um, it's it's just going to be an amazing course. Like I saw a picture of them mowing and taking care of things just maybe like an hour ago. And the groundskeepers are doing super well on that. Um, there's going to have to be some discipline ball striking. Um smart play and you have to be patient with this course for sure. And there's a special strain of grass. Uh, I think it's called Paspalum. I don't know if I said that right. We've been butchering the Paspalum. Thank you, Mikey, because we've been butchering <laughs> shit on this show for a couple weeks now. Probably, yeah. um, so Paspalum grass it's a strain of grass grown at the ocean course it's fairly different than most grasses um and it's stickier than most um it people the players should love it you're going to hear a lot about this grass all week in the coverage from the commentators so be prepared about that and then uh the 17th hole is a nightmare um from what a lot of people are saying uh 221 yard par three 
super difficult. Uh, depends on where they're going to put the pin. And they usually put the pin in tough positions all weekend long. So uh, it should be a grand time. If you good. want to see how hard that thing is, sorry to, to jump in on it's you. Good. Just go, go YouTube Mark Kalkovecchia 90, 91 Ryder Cup on 17. Yes. It'll make everybody feel a heck of a lot better about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Calc, if you're listening. But yeah, was... yeah, that's that's tough. That was mentioned in there. It said, "Hey, the 1991 Ryder Cup." Our, uh it was tough to read that that day. So it was pretty tough. Uh, some of the past winners of this uh, championship. So you had Colin Marikawa, as Sugar said, uh, Brooks Kepka back to back 2019, 2018, JT in 2017, Jimmy Walker in 2016, Jason Day in 2015, Rory in 2014, Duffner in 13, and Rory in 2012. So there are some big names. Tiger won back to back in 2006 and 2007. Before that, it was Phil. So. Um, a lot of big names here. Hey, there's a DJ sighting. So he's his knee is healed. He's not back flipping off of boats and shit. And uh, um, they asked him about his putter today. And he said, uh, it's a Tiger Woods, I mean, a, a tailor-made putter. And he don't know what model it was. They were trying to get the details. And he was like, it's just a putter. So He said, I don't know. I, I know yeah. it's white. <laughs> how, do, how do you not know like it's, I'm, and I'm you know maybe I'm maybe I'm I don't know I think most if you ask most professional athletes they can tell you most of the equipment that they use right so I just think he's he's got a unique personality man and when I, you watch him and he's a different cat man for real I was well, talking to E earlier you could tell like he didn't want to be up there mm-hmm. like, he didn't, and the lady asked him like okay we want to talk about what's in your bag what part do you have he's like Taylor May Yep. She's like, uh, we kind of figured that, but what model? He's like, I don't know. I, it's white and it got a red shaft. <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it really going to matter if I win? I mean, yeah, it was just comedy. Right. It's yeah. going to be tough for him to win. We'll we'll see what happens. Like, I'm not betting against DJ, but something has been off this year. I don't know what's going on with him. It it just something's not right you know i i have to say something about this and i'm not saying that you know these golfers shouldn't get in relationships but it seems like when some <laughs> of these guys get kind of tied to they you know get a little bit more closer to their lady friends or they seem to mess up man because it just i mean maybe i'm wrong but i kind of see a pattern there i see a pattern of bad golf after after these guys announce some some very important life decisions I'm not how it works, Does it really make that big of a difference? Well, I mean, life distractions get in the way of everything, man. If you're if you're not 100 percent focused on things, it's I mean, especially in this game, how mental it is. I mean, I think it's more mental than it is physical. You know, you you start getting your mind wandering if you got a sick kid or sick parent or you got a wedding coming up. Your you know your wife's get you're pregnant. She's going to have a kid. I mean, it, it's you you need on these golf courses how hard they are. I mean, you need a hundred percent focus. And if your your mind's wandering a little bit, it's it can make you look silly. That's for sure. And and in defense of DJ not knowing his putters' names, those guys get Franken clubs all the time. I mean, especially putters where they're welding different necks onto different heads and shaving stuff and. Him just saying it's a tailor made, it's probably one of their spiders or something along those lines that they've Franken signed up for him that's 
just made specifically for him. So it's, I'm sure it's some type of prototype head look or whatever. So mm-hmm. him not knowing the name does not surprise me one bit. <laughs> the odds of this tournament and DJ is, he's kind of at the top. Like Rory, of course, is at the top. John Rom, Justin Thomas, DJ, Spieth, uh, DeChambeau, um, Hovland, was up there. Tony Finau, I mean, he's not up there, but Tony brings a, a interesting piece in there because he said he agreed with Brooks Kepka uh, today when he said it's easier to win a major than any other tournament. Um, and so that almost made me change my picks a little bit because uh, he sounded pretty confident. And we've, we've been on the Tony Finau train, and he's yeah. always been the bridesmaid and never the bride. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping he, he plays well. I'm hoping Brooks plays well. Brooks is not all, all the way healthy. Um, but I'm I'm hoping he comes through and plays well. But we have some big names out there, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, before we get into our picks here, we got our guest picks. Um, so so we're going to hear some stuff here. C Pipes is choosing Spieth. Um, he he was smart on that, and and he said you know there's other people to be out there, but Spieth is hot. Uh, Dan, the answer man, chose John Rom, and then uh, Xander, and then his sleeper was Justin Rose. I've heard a lot about Justin Rose uh, being up there and and maybe uh, winning. Uh, MD, Darren Gowski, he chose JT and Harris English. Soul Glow, a.k.a. Terry, chose Colin Marikawa. Uh, the Matoki Marauder, Godwin himself, chose John Rom. And his sleeper is JT. B. Coles uh, selected Marakawa and Matsuyama. Uh, that's that's his play. He he's chose uh, Marakawa and Matsuyama plenty of times this year. Um, the Nature Boy has chosen Spieth and Cam Smith, and his sleeper was Hovland. There was a lot of people that that chose Hovland out there, and then uh, Chocolate Twilight himself. Uh, chose John Rom, and he said he was following up with Victor Hovland. So, thank you all the past guests. Uh, f- yeah, for their picks, it's it's everywhere. And and when you look at the odds that are out there, CBS, all Sportsline, all these people to put the odds out there, they're everywhere also. So, let's hear our picks for this week's PGA championship. So Mikey, you're our guest Guests Go first. Let's hear your picks and why. Uh, I got two guys, one, not really off the radar, but kind of off the radar. Uh, with it being with the wind going to being up, like it's going to be, I like guys that hit it right out of the center. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Webb Simpson. Uh, that guy hits it on the button every time. And that's key in hitting into the wind. And kid's got a pretty good short game. And with that that new confangled putter he uses, uh, I, I like his chances. Uh, I think, what? That wasn't on my board. But how you just explained that, I'm like, shit, I might have to go back and change. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and and my, my other guy is, I, I think Rom's ready. Uh, that kid hits it on the button, too. He can flight it. Um, 
I, I just I really like guys where the ball's coming out of the center of the club face, specifically with the irons. And I think those two guys can do it better than most out there. And they both got really good short games. So those are my two. And I wouldn't see I wouldn't put it past Hovland, you know, coming through. But my my two are Rombo and, and Webb Simpson. Okay. Um, I'm gonna reconfigure Booger. Go ahead and do yours. <laughs> I'm gonna reconfigure. You can't change the game up. You can't change the game up mid-stroke. Hey, I'm listening bro, to someone has <laughs> someone that has played and been out there. And you see how he was like on the center and hit it here and all that shit. I didn't even think about that. So now I just got to recenter. So go ahead, Booger. You got yours. Let me let me That's study like me a second. Saying, I'm going with what Mike said. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you, can, you can change your you can change your pick until you say it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, unlike y'all, I'm believing in my boy, and I'm a fan of him, and always have been. I think DJ's gonna have a good week this week. I think he's gonna be top five. And I hate to say it because he someone picks him every week. But the dude has to come through at some point. I'm going with Xander Shoffley. He has to it, he has to do something. <laughs> okay. And Mike shaking his head, taking drinks like you're a dummy. <laughs> no, no, I, I I I like that pick. And Xander's a, he's a he's a sweetheart. He is a really good guy too. So he's one of those good guys to root for, for sure. Yeah, so I got DJ and Xander up there for me. Nice. Well, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and go eat because, I mean, I have mine written down, so I'm not going to really change them. Um, you know, to me, I think, again, um, when I look at this course, it's a long course. Irons are going to win it, as been as it been, it's been mentioned. I think accuracy, I think you got to stay away from the – you got to stay away from the trouble. If you can stay away from the trouble and you're accurate, you're going to be good. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of lower scores. And one thing I think that's going to be interesting, since you're going to have a lot of wind, I think the – the greens are going to be different. So, you know, I don't, I think they might be a little slow. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think, you know, this over the, over the course of the weekend, if there's a lot of wind, I think that the putts are going to slow, slow way down um, and you're going to have to be accurate. So with that said, I'm going to go with guys who I kind of feel that are, are more accurate. Um, uh, I'm going to go with JT. Um, he's already, he's already won. Uh, you know, this, this year, I think he can, he can come out and get a, a second, a second victory. Um, I like Corey Connors. Um, and I'm going to go with Mr. Air Max himself, man. I got to go with my boy until he, he pulls one out and, uh, Tony Finau. Oh boy. I knew the Finau pick was going to make it today. So that's mm-hmm. cool. I think he seemed relaxed when he was talking and confident. So I think he has a chance. So, um, I'm a roll with Spieth because he's been hot and he's going up and he's been playing well. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's Spieth. Um, I look for Rory, actually, to make some noise here. Not only is he uh, pretty powerful for his size, but he, he's played pretty well. His short game, and he's he scrambled and tried to figure it out, and and uh, he's got the monkey off his back with his one win. So look for Rory out there. My sleepers, Bryson. Actually, it's, it's kind of funny because he's he's placed in the top 10 in a lot of tournaments. Um, and he today he was kind of talking about, like, the wind and the science of the wind and all these things and how he was easy swinging and how he had to take a break from lifting weights and stuff and doing everything. So look for Bryson to make some noise out there. Um, and Daniel Berger. I just have a good feeling about him. Um, played well, consistent, 
and uh, just look for him to make some noise, if not win it. So that's my a lot picks. Of people, a lot of people are on him. Um, a lot of folks are on Daniel Berger, man, like a lot. If you read, you kind of go out there and just, just look at the different articles and stuff that are out there. A lot of the picks, man, include Daniel Berger. So, yeah. Why you talk not? about a guy that can hit right on the button. He does it every time, too. See, I was right on with that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, your Rory pick, uh, he, he actually won there in 2012. That's where his first PJ was. So, past See. champion on that golf course. There we go. I knew I was on to something. Oh, appreciate you, Mike, it. You just made him think he like he should go on tour now. <laughs> Dude, it's his podcast. I want to come back. Okay. I gotta make him feel good. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see how the big hitters uh, deal with the wind. Um, Bryson was talking about his driver and how he was having to change and do different things and swing differently. So, I mean, DJ is just a long baller. I mean, what's he going to do? John Rom, a lot of people picked Rom. He's a, he's a big hitter. What's he going to do? Um, it's this course is going to be like unlike anything they've they've had to deal with. That wind was whipping out there today when I was watching them play their practice round and it was different on every hole. And so having to do that, and a lot of the guys were worried about uh, putting in the wind, which was interesting to me. Um, Mikey, what do you think about oh, yeah. the wind and and the just overall the wind, and then then take us into the the putting portion of it. Uh, the wind, it's just it's so hard. I mean, especially in the ocean, uh, you get on the eastern eastern seaboard where they are obviously now. It's a bit warmer than here on the West Coast. So, I mean, it, you get on the West Coast where it's a really heavy, damp wind. I mean, ball goes nowhere. Uh, at least over there, it's going to be a little bit on the warmer side. Uh, but it's just it's picking picking the right club and the right flight when you, downwind, side crosswinds or whatever. I mean, I, I actually think downwind is almost harder because you, you play for the, the wind to carry it. And sometimes it knocks it down. Sometimes it carries it too far. So it's just it's you got to be really committed to your yardages and committed to the shot that you want to hit. And it's, it's, it's interesting to play in. That's for sure. And does it, so does it, so question you, you mentioned this a little bit, but like from hole to hole where the wind kind of might change and face at you different. So does Mm -hmm. it, does it mess with you? Like how, like how much, how much adjustment do you think these guys are going to have to do from hole to hole this week, this weekend? Well, you're, you're talking about the best players in the world. I mean, these guys are so good at car- compartmentalizing a shot, shot to shot, hole to hole. Um, you know, it's it's nothing that they've never seen before, uh, nothing they've never experienced before. So it's, I, I think the the announcers might over exaggerate a little bit how hard it is. Um, I, I mean. I like, like I said, I most people want to play downwind holes. I think they're harder for some aspects. And I think the hardest thing about wind is actually putting. I mean, you, especially when you get that gusty 15, 20, 25, uh, if it kind of gusts up to 30, I mean, where you're trying to stay as steady as possible over the ball and you're, you're kind of bracing into a gust, it stops, you kind of move, you miss hit your putt, you're going to miss hit your line. You know, you got a putt that breaks maybe a cup left and if the wind's pushing it back to the right, it might be a half a cup. So you're trying to read break into into your putts. 
Yeah, everybody's played where it's been a little bit windy where you tee your ball up and the ball's kind of oscillating. I mean, that's right on the ground. So it's, they're, they're fighting the same thing on the, on the greens too. So I honestly think putting is the hardest thing to do in, the, in, in a harder st- in a harder win than hitting a golf shot. Wow. Booga, what do you think about that? It, it got me because I never – and Mikey, of course, that blows me out the water when we play golf because <laughs> it's Mikey. But when we, when we go and we're – when I finally get to the green, <laughs> my putting's real good. Like me and Mikey have, we'll bet on putting. Mm-hmm. But and I never thought like when they say okay, the wind <clears throat> putting. When I put, I never think about that because where we're in California, we don't have that big of a gust of a wind. So I never think okay, can the wind really affect your putting like that? But hearing him say it, then yeah, that's just mm-hmm. crazy. It really does, especially on the coastal courses, and there's there's nothing to block it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of trees, nope. you know, kind of open views and, you know, the, the you're going to see like some fantastic views. You know, they, they do a good job about capturing that in the footage. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like they I, I always watch like watching like Pebble Beach and, you know, and I think this is kind of of a course that has just different views, you know, different coasts. But, you know, um, just beautiful, spectacular views, man. And, um, you know, enjoy. This is a this is a this is a kind of a weekend where where you know guys will just be guys and gals shut it down man watch golf most of the week you know um so uh jobs businesses uh get ready for (laughs) some uh get ready for some unproductive days on thursday and friday yes indeed i'll be right there with these computers running so slow i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) should be a good working should be a great weekend of golf um just looking forward to it. They're going to get to 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 battle the beast for sure. So let's roll into our next segment, which is uh, the front nine, which is very fun. We get to choose what we like. We choose a top nine list that we like. We have a lot of haters that reach out to us and talk shit to us about our picks, like Deep Blue Sea that Matt Matty Ice chose last week in, in movies and stuff like that. You know, they was hating on that. And everything, and and we challenge you. Hey, go ahead and post a list on our Twitter at the Negroes or on Don't Be Alarmed We're Negroes Pod on Instagram and send us your list. So this yeah. week's front nine list is favorite sitcoms, and they're going to be all over the place here. So let's see what we got here. So Booga, I want to hear what list you got. My list is it's eclectic. I'll give you that. <laughs> so. I mean, my all-time favorite sitcom is Martin. I, I just can't. It's Martin. It's, I, I still watch it to this day. I watched. I, I watched it this morning earlier. Um, I, I, I'm gonna say this, but don't say nothing to me. Just let me do my <laughs> thing. Friends. I just watch Friends. Oh, oh man, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, Friends. I like and, Friends. Yeah. And what's the, I can't remember the name of it, but um, Kids is How I Met Your Mom. Oh, yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, love that show. So those are my top three I, I, can, I can watch all the time. Come on, bro, it's Golden Girls, you know it. You know it's Golden Girls. <laughs> hey, Blanche was a wild one, man. Oh, Absolutely. man, come on. Come on, Reg. <laughs> you said Blanche. Come on, man. <laughs> We all got moms, man. They watch that show. 
So those are your top three. You got any more? Or are you good? I'm good with those. Okay. Anything else is just like a trickle for me. Okay. Mikey, what do you have? Uh, it, it's hard. I mean, I'm an 80s, 80s baby, so, I mean, everybody loved the Cosby show before Cosby went crazy. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'd ha- that that was one that I never missed. Um, one of the most obscure ones, or not really obscure, but not many people think about it. Uh, I was like Night Court for some reason. Hey, Night Court. Yeah. Night Court was, that one got me. Yeah, Night Court was it. That theme song was it. Yep, yeah. absolutely. That bass, and, uh, when you heard that bass come on, it was on. Yeah, and uh, you, you got to have Married with Children in there. You, you, you have oh. to. I think that has to be on everybody's list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, Taxi came into the 80s. It wasn't as good in the 80s as it was in the 70s, um, but that that was still one to always kind of catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's really wasn't a huge sitcom fan, you know, but the, those were the ones that I, I really never missed. Well, I, I rolled with some good ones. So Cosby show was on my list. People were hot about, you know, what Cosby did, you know, sweaters and popping pills and people's drinks. Hey, there was, he, he, <laughs> there was more in that jello. Yeah, he was popping. Was you know. pops. Yeah. And yeah. they put in pops a different world. So yeah. when I watched Good. Different World, I was like, oh, that's what it's going to be like when I go to college to find chicks and everything like that. And it was true. We had a good time in college. It was good. You know, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because he always had the fly sneaks and it was a Fresh Prince. So it was a rapper going into acting and everything. The Jefferson. So it was past my prime because I was young, but my parents used to always watch the Jeffersons and I loved watching the Jeffersons and George Jefferson was comedy Wheezy was great. Florence was great on that. Sanford and Son, oh, past my prime. Uh, but I would always this is why watch I hate it. These. This is why I hate these. I forget <laughs> shit. <laughs> I had friends on there. Uh, okay. You know, I, I love friends. You know, and it's that's that's a good show to watch with your ladies, fellas. Like, and you can go yeah. watch the repeats. It's a good time and good way to bond. The Office is super funny oh, because yeah. we all work in yep. the office. Uh, Simpsons, of course, longest running sitcom out there. It's it's been on for a while. Martin was great, but I have some honorable mentions that people are gonna be like, "Oh, okay, I didn't think about that." Family Matters. Urkel, yes. Urkel, yes. and Eddie Winslow used to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They used to be out there. Everybody loves Raymond. That show is funny as uh, shit. It is funny. And Cheers, I love Cheers. Uh, I wasn't yeah, old enough yeah, to understand yeah, it, but Cheers was like. Mm-hmm. So great. And then what's that? What's the one show with uh, uh, Michael J. Fox? Family Ties. Family Ties. That shit used yeah. to be the, be the joint, too. So I used to watch Silver Spoons. I forgot that one, too. Hey, Silver Spoons was dope. Perfect cool. Strangers. Oh, See, Perfect Strangers. I hate this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Tom Hanks one where he was they, him and his buddy were staying in uh, oh. where they were dressed as women? Oh yeah! Oh, I do that remember that. Funny. That shit was funny. I don't. Oh wow. man! Did y'all watch uh, Mork and Mindy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Sugar. I mean, we probably ran through your list, so you can go ahead and give I, us your list. Some that are not on there. Okay. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll repeat some that I think are important to repeat, but uh, I think you guys covered a lot of great ones, man. Uh, Family Guy for me is a staple. I watch that shit every day. At some point, it's on, so I watch it. 
Um, the Office, I think, is a, a staple for me too. It's hilarious. Um, you know, uh, what's the dude's name? It does pizza commercials now. Craig. Craig. Is yeah. it Harris? That motherfucker yeah. makes me laugh, dog. Like I don't know what it is about him, but I can't. Like he just makes me laugh, dude. I think he's a he's a funny dude, and he does shit with music. I think it's pretty dope. Um, uh, Bob's Burgers. Again, oh, really, yeah, yep. Me and my daughter watch it all the time. Yeah, I'm more of a cartoon cat. Uh, but uh, Sanford and Son was my shit. Um, Fred Sanford was a uh, was he was beige. I'm beige. <laughs> so it was it was actually somebody that i saw on tv growing up that kind of looked like me so i thought it was cool <laughs> um uh i don't know if you guys remember a show it was actually in the 70s man it was with robert U- uh, ulrich and it was called vegas don't remember that oh, i loved that show man mm-hmm. as a kid and it was kind of like he was a he was like a private detective in vegas in the 70s and it was kind of like it was action it was drama it was like fighting it was all kinds of cool shit back in the day no one mentioned the a-team oh shit yeah. see that was my shit i would watch that all the time macgyver Ooh, macgyver, MacGyver, MacGyver was a shit dukes, dukes of hazard oh yeah. shit. you know what uh, about did first, y'all did y'all watch street hawk y'all remember that yeah. show with the motorcycle yeah. dude yeah uh-huh. what about airwolf airwolf was a tough airwolf one was cool <laughs> I watched Airwolf. <laughs> yeah, I watched yeah, Airwolf. Mikey was Airwolf. like, "No, Airwolf was tough." I don't know. <laughs> Bernie Mac. Yes, oh, Bernie yeah. Mac was dope. Um, American Dad, and then I love this fucking cartoon because I thought it was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. But Black Dynamite. I've never seen Black Dynamite. Oh my god, you guys mm-hmm. need to go. You guys need to go watch that shit. Greatest American Hero. You guys remember that one? Yeah. 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 Oh, Booze and Buddies was the name of the show with Tom. Ah, there you go. It was. What about Three's Company? Three's Company was on my list of sleepers because yeah. Jack Tripper with the two ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys, if you guys have, if you guys ever heard of the movie Black Dynamite? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. So they made it into a cartoon. It was on Cartoon Network. It was the shit. Oh, timeout! Timeout! What time did it come on? Oh, it was said- on late. You it was on Cartoon Network and a show called Black Dynamite. That was, oh, it, was, it was like it's like the Boondocks. The Boondocks. Okay, movie, Adult the Swim. Adult oh, yeah, Swim. Adult, part. Yeah. adult okay. Swim, man. And uh, in in the Boondocks and Black Dynamite. If you have access to the Cartoon Network app, those shits are all on there. Go check them out, man. Which which show had the best theme song though? Because I got a couple. Night Court. Night Court was good. It was instrumental, but you know, Night Rider. I mean, Night Rider. Rider was <laughs> was good. If they've made a rap song to any sitcom, I think that I think that's a good one. Night Rider. They made that Busta Rhymes yeah. had a Night Rider song. Uh, okay. Yeah, he did. I mean, no, there's a lot too. like that different world one where Aretha Franklin was singing. I know uh, my parents love me. Was killing that <laughs> shit, yo. When you heard that shit, you knew it was on. <laughs> Yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel Air shit was nice. Mm-hmm. Different Strokes. We didn't mention Different Strokes. Uh, oh, yeah. You did, mm-hmm. and that theme song was great. Now the world don't move uh, to the beat of just one <laughs> drum. You know, shit. Little last Arnold. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, and no one went. No one mentioned Webster either. Oh, oh yeah. shit! 
But Webster was like 45 when he did the show, and everybody thought he was a teenager. Yeah, man. All them dudes was old when they did them them characters, man. Arnold was like outside, like, you know, probably smoking a joint, just waiting for it. Hey, that dude was wild. What's my next line? Oh, he, that, that was Todd Bridges. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> People are going to hate on our list, but we mentioned some great shows. And if you hate, send your hate to us. We got some hate mail that we are going to read later in this show in our hating topic of the week because we got some and it was great. But we, you know, I love good shows and being relaxed and taking time and taking care of yourself. And for your eyes only aesthetics is all about taking care of yourself. So let's hear from them. Hey golfer gals and gents, this is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun, so protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skin Care, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Thank you. Take care of yourself. And your skin. So, sure, get into the diversity topic of the week. Yeah, so this is uh, this is another situation where, you know, we, we kind of brought this up around the NCAA tournament time um, where the NCAA is struggling around some of their support of, of sports um, for, for our ladies, for the women, man. I think it's um, you know, it's it's pretty unfortunate what happened. Uh, there was a, a tournament that was supposed to take place down south. Um, re- remind me where that what where it was again, E. Like where in the uh, LSU, I think. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. In so in Louisiana, they they've had a lot of rains and everything recently in that area. So then uh, that the tournament that was going to take place, there was a lot of schools that were going to participate and they were going to have team competitions, and the, that tournament was canceled because allegedly the course was not in a great condition. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think when you look at the article and when you kind of look at the, the situation, maybe more could have been done to allow them to play. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but um, maybe they should have, maybe they should have found a way to maybe push the tournament back so they didn't have to worry so much about the weather and the issues with the course. But Barstool um, did step in and they're actually going to host the tournament the tournament is actually going to be, it's not going to be team based. It's going to be individual based, um, but still gives the ladies an opportunity to, they've worked hard to get to this point and uh, we'll still allow them to play. So uh, thoughts, thoughts on the, on, on the articles, fellas. So shout out to Barstool's rigs, especially at Barstool's because he saw this and put this out here and it's exposing one, the NCAA, but also letting the ladies play and do all their things. So shout out to Barstool, I love the foreplay podcast. That's what I listen to and what kind of inspired me to do this and, and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, bring up a golf, another golf podcast. So really shout out to them. Uh, 
actually takes uh, big balls to kind of pull off what he was doing because he could have said, hey, we're going to have a tournament. We have all these things out here, but to take on the NCAA is another beast and try to get that approved is another problem. And we see the NCAA as this big um, corporation corporation that really in a way is just making money. And it's, I think it's lost its way about what we're doing about sports. Right. And what we're trying to do with our student athletes and being out there, we've seen it in football. There's laws being passed in California, other places that players can pay, get paid and do all these things. Um, if that was in place years ago, we never would have had this Reggie Bush debacle, who was one of the greatest athletes ever to touch the football field. Um, just different things, right? Um, but they dropped the ball here. When you look at it, you're like, they basically just said, hey, so what? We're canceling this. We're going to pick and choose who we want to move on. That's that's going to be it. And when you look at the course, people walk the course the next day. That shit was okay to play in. I just it's just playable. don't get it. It was playable. Stop the bullshit. I, I just don't really get it. It was weird. So As long as there's not like a lake or a river in the middle of the course, I think you can you should be able to try and at least make an attempt. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Mikey. <laughs> uh, they don't. They, they don't call them the NC, <clears throat> the NC double assholes for re- one for a reason. Uh, not a big, not a big fan of this decision. Uh, just to add a little more context to it, it, it was the regional qualifier to go to nationals. Mm-hmm. It was the regional flipping qualifier to go to nationals. And how many seniors of teams weren't able to even have that last chance? I mean, their their last tournaments canceled because they say it's not in tournament condition. It's not tournament ready. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. We have, we hosted a tournament here when I was at state and we were playing a, a local course that we got a ton of rain. They, uh, we were able to move our tournament because obviously all the teams fly in. We were able to move our tournament to another golf course that was playing. Was it wet? Yeah. Was it nasty? Yeah. But we still were able to play a golf tournament. How they made that decision is it's irreprehensible. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I, I feel terribly for the women that, that had, that this was their last event. And it's awesome that Barstool sports stepped up and did this. It's not going to replace their chance to go to nationals. I mean, I never had a chance to play at nationals. Uh, I, I, it's terrible. It's, it's fucking terrible. And I, and I feel terrible for them and they should have been able to play. So do you, it's just another stain on the NCAA. Do you think that this would have happened if this was a men's tournament? I don't. And I agree with you on that. I don't. And it's sad. I mean, the, the men were, the, the LSU men's team was out there the next day playing. Yeah. Which is the, plain and the simple bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's, ter- <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can go off on this at all for a very long time. It's just, it's, it's stupid. It should have never happened. And awesome job for Barcelona sports. I can, that that's the greatest thing. I just don't know when Dave Portnoy and the, and the group became the moral compass of this country. It seems like, you know, where he mm-hmm. steps up where other people and where, where other people should that don't, he seems to step up and his, his company mm-hmm. does, does what needs to get done. Yep. They get it. Mm-hmm. Booga. Absolutely. Setting the path. Mm-hmm. Booga, your thoughts. After following the rest of y'all, it was just the NCAA and people think, okay, college, all this stuff, they make so much 
money <clears throat> that you can't say and somebody plays it the next day another school and people are walking that you can't say, okay, we're putting a little bit more money in to get extra squeezies out, out there, push it back a day or two or move it to a different course. That, it, there's courses every like three miles in almost every city. <laughs> so it's not like you can't move it to somewhere else. You just proved how shitty you are to female athletes when it comes to college. They get less treatment. Mm-hmm. People still watch it. And it it's sad. And that's college NCAA. That's how they do and always will do. Yeah, you you wonder if they're they're ever going to change, if anything's going to happen. But it was cool to see that this this tournament, the Let Them Play Tourney, uh, forty girls have committed, all expenses paid, um, flown out there, all these things. This this is major for them just to get exposure. Now, a, a lot of people online have been asking rigs and barstool like where's the coverage and stuff like that i think they're trying to figure it out i was looking for that too um because i would love to support that but any fans out there um at that course at the whirlwind golf course in chandler arizona hey go support those ladies go be out there be fans um cheer on barstool for for kind of pushing this situation and uh doing things but i mean it's just we have this old flea syndrome going on with the NCAA and we kind of got to mix it up. We got to kind of change things um, or they're just going to continue to ruin college sports. It's just, it's just so much. I don't know what else to say about it. And on top of that, the ladies actually had to ask permission to go play. It's like, are you, are you kidding me? Correct. You guys just hosed them and you, we, you have to go yeah. grovel to them to actually let them go play. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. If I'm a senior, I'm flipping y'all off. And I'm oh going, God, yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to ask y'all. I'll, I'll be out there. Yep. Um, and so I, it's just it's just wrong, man. I mean, it. it but it, it again goes back to the NCAA tournament. We saw the inequity there. You know, the the men had you know in the bubble they had their you know very sophisticated gym you know looking gym. They had all the all the training right facilities. You know, I think even the food was different. The, the care packages in the room were different. I mean, these people put their heart and soul into playing this, the game that they love, man. And all they're asking for you as an organization to do is to support them and to do right by them. You have two sides of, a, of, a, of, of sports because they're divided by gender. Get your shit together, NCAA, because, you know, I don't care if, if the men or the women bring in more money. If, if you're, if you're going to tell us that it's a collective organization, then make sure that the funds are, are spread and distributed equally or fuck off. That's the worst part. That's the worst part because when they get their money, it goes into a big pool. And you have schools, Ohio State, Miami, San Diego, where the men's program pretty much helps all the other programs because they bring in so much money. But that money doesn't stay just for that program. It's supposed to be set out for everybody else. It helps other programs, recruiting, things like that. But, of course, it goes to coaches who shouldn't get paid $8 million a fucking season for college. I mean, there's college coaches out there that's getting paid more than NFL coaches. It's just, I mean... Or some of the shit's going to legal fees to get these fuckers out of trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And there's some schools that don't let – they have a facility for the men's football team or something like that. And it's not football season, but they don't allow 
the women's players to go in that same facility to use it. It's it's a gym. <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much segregation. Okay, you can play you can play sports here, but you can't use the men's stuff because that's men's because you're a woman. But you're playing sports here too. It's just it's dumb. It's dumb. And the schools get you know the schools get hella money. A lot. I mean, you know, all these boosters and and all the alumni that are that are chipping in, man. There's plenty of money to go around. Billions uh, of let's dollars. Let's be real. Let's be real. Billions. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and you know, uh, it's okay if a football team is bringing in all that money. Spread the love. The the sponsors, like most of them, are sponsored by either Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas. They're getting all this stuff. Spread the love. Let's do it right. But NCAA, you dropped the ball here for sure. So um, let's let's roll on to um, our favorite section um, where we're going to ask Mikey um, some questions. Random fire questions, Mikey. Don't be nervous. You know, this is, uh, okay. this is great. You know, just just kind of want to fill you out and see how you're you're feeling about these these different questions or or. You know, get a little temperature of yourself. So, um, <laughs> is it whack to rock red on Sundays like Tiger? Did you ever go out on a Sunday and wear a red mock neck like Turtle, like like Tiger on on Sunday? Never did the mock. Uh, I w- I wasn't cool enough to wear the mock. But as as Br always knows, uh, I, I, the, the red hat is always almost always on. So uh, yes, you can absolutely rock the red on Sundays for sure. Okay. Um, what about a bucket of balls? Should it be included in a round of golf? Like when you pay, the greens fees are going up. Um, everyone's playing golf. So what's your stance on that? That's my biggest pet peeve is the add on stuff. I mean, not, not, not to bore you with a quick story, but I qualified for the Cal am way back in the day, uh, and was going to play a practice round at this golf course where they set aside tea times for us and there was between two and two thirty in the afternoon so i go in to pay and the guy's like yeah, it'll be 125 dollars." i'm like oh okay whatever my caddy was with me he's like as i said where were the carts oh you want to ride uh yeah it's 2 30 don't think i'm gonna finish oh that's another 25 bucks oh is your caddy going with you oh that's another 25 bucks i'm like uh okay so there's another 50 down the hole and i said oh is the range right around the corner i can go hit some balls oh you want to hit some balls that's another five bucks so just charge me one rate and give me everything. You know, don't nickel and dime me. Don't nickel and dime this bullshit and just let me go and let me go do my thing. Especially if you qualified to play at the event. Yeah, you would think, but they got to make <laughs> oh money. Oh my God, man. That, that is irritating, bro. Wow. But yeah, a small I'm bucket not, of balls should be always included. I mean, what does it cost a golf course? Nothing. I mean, if yeah, throw so throw a guy thirty five balls to go warm up. I mean, geez, all they find out there anyways. So. Exactly. So. Most guys aren't going to even hit a full bucket anyway. No, no, they're no. going to hit like maybe ten, fifteen, and be done. Absolutely. No, so let's see Mikey at the range. Oh, that shut dude, up. He dials in every <laughs> club, bro. You are. <laughs> You are lying to make friends, man. You are lying to make friends. You're lucky this guy's your family, bro. Every club he hits about he hits about twelve balls per club. No shit, <laughs> dude. I haven't hit twelve balls per club in twenty years. I, I did make that part up, but yeah, yeah. 
DJ and Scotty on Sunday are going to go, hey, where's Brandon? Oh, I don't know. He's in, in a lake somewhere. I dropped him <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, let's say, um, let's see what you guys, uh, what do you think here, Mikey? Um, music or no music on the course? I'm good with either. The, the, either way you go, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there yelling at clouds going, don't play your music. Yeah, if you want to listen to music, peace, cool. As long as it's good, I don't care. What, so what would you prefer to listen to on, on while, you're, while you're playing? I, I'm pretty much good with everything but country. I, I just can't get into that stuff. But I, I'm I'm pretty wide range of, of uh, musical tastes. Nice. With a preference okay. towards, towards heavy metal, I would think. Hold up. Now, so Mikey... We have a standing tea time every Sunday at our golf course we play at. So me and Scotty, we, we always rock in hip hop in our court. No, no it's smooth jazz until you start playing like crap. Then it turns into gangster rap. Okay? Yes. I, I got yes. you. I mean, as soon as yes. the scorecard goes flying out the door, it turns into some DMX. <laughs> but Mikey and them like in their car, him and DJ are the professionals. <laughs> them fools are watching NASCAR. <laughs> it's F1, and that's DJ. Calm down. And they're watching it in hockey. That's yeah. what they do in their cart. No music. They're watching TV in the cart. <laughs> we got you playing the music. We don't need it anymore. <laughs> True. <laughs> right on, man. Um, have you ever played more than 18 holes in one day? Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Nice. How'd you um, feel after that, though? Oh, it, during college, it was always 36, 18. We'd fly in uh, in the morning, play a practice round. So you'd walk 18 holes, wake up the next day, walk 36, go to bed, wake up. Walk 18, fly home. I'm, I'm not um, built for that right now. Neither am I, bro. Neither <laughs> am I. I'm built for comfort, not for speed. That's for damn sure. Uh, um, are you tracking your handicap? And, in, in, um, you know, what, what uh, well, I, it, we were going to say what app do you use, but, you know, uh, how, do you, how do you track your handicap? Uh, well, I have that USGA gin thing because uh, a guy, one of my old buddies brought me out of retirement to play a golf tournament, so I needed a handicap. So, uh I've been using that thing. So I've played my whole two tournaments in the last 15 years. So, um, what is, so there, uh, you know, in, in California there, uh, tell us some about your, your favorite local courses. Uh, we play steel Canyon quite a bit. Uh, it's uh, always in great shape. The guys there take really good care of us. Um, it's just, just a real fun place to play. So uh, every shot's a little bit different. Play, hit most of the clubs in your bag, so it's always – and the greens are always phenomenal out there. So that's my biggest pet peeve is bad greens on golf courses. So obviously I would love to play Torrey, but I don't live in the city of San Diego, and I don't have 250 bucks every weekend to go play golf. So Yeah, man, I would mm-hmm. love to play there. But the funny part is, guys, so Torrey Pines is a city course. Mm-hmm. It's within San Diego County, but our it's it's – the way the city mapping works, Mikey lives maybe a mile and a half from me, two miles, mm-hmm. and he can't get a residence card to play there, but I can because because the way the city's broken up at. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I, I can go on there and pay 40 bucks, but he's paying 250 because he's not a resident of the city of San Diego. Oh, I man. can literally he's see San downtown San Diego from my front yard, and I get charged $250 to play Tory Pines. <laughs> <laughs> that is so terrible man. this is crazy that's that's the government baby yep yeah. um how are you uh expanding your golf attire uh hitting up people i know <laughs> in the business <laughs> hey i need some shirts i need some shoes that's that's about how i do it nice you can't afford to play this game man you need to you need to have good connections at places mm-hmm. 
or go to Ross. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. What clubs in your bag right now, Mikey? Well, I got a little bit of everything. <laughs> Depends on the week. <laughs> Let the people know what you're rocking. What you played last weekend? What irons and uh, what did you play last weekend? Uh, let's see, last week I had the the new Cobra Rad Driver, which I am absolutely loving. Uh, that thing is phenomenal. Uh, some TaylorMade, a Sim three wood, an old M two five wood. Uh, let's see what irons, six through pitching wedge. I'm kind of screwing around with the new Ricky blades, the Cobra Ricky blades. Uh, see how those say if they stay in the bag, they've been good so far, but it's only two weeks in. So you never know. Uh, Taylor made five iron, which is just kind of random. Uh, see a Callaway rescue club or an eight or 20 degree kind of long iron, uh, Odyssey putter, Bridgestone golf ball. And nice. it will probably be completely different on Sunday. So you never know. Mm. How many? So I just have a just a curious, just in, in just hearing you kind of talk, like how many sets of golf clubs do you have? True, not <laughs> as many as I used to. I've given a lot of stuff away. That was that was the best thing about working at, at those places. You, you you get in with the right people. You know, you meet people in the tour departments and all those other things. You can get some some pretty cool stuff. But probably right now, I think I have probably three or four sets of irons. Hmm, probably six or seven drivers floating around in there. Same in the fairway woods. Got a nice little putter collection because those never behave, so they always need to go on timeout. Some <laughs> some assorted worn out wedges, some old bags. Yeah, I, I just I mean I I try to give the stuff away because I mean I was able to get some pretty cool stuff and people liked it. I I didn't pay for it, so why not let it be used? It's just not going to collect us, and I don't like making money off of stuff I didn't pay for, so I wasn't going to sell it anywhere. That's cool. Right on, man. Uh, fast or slow play? And then uh, golf lessons, yes or no? Fast, for sure. The faster, the better. We've walked uh, off a course before. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thankfully, one of the guys we play with on Sundays, uh, he, he works at a private club that he's been fortunate enough to get me out on. And we've gone around that place and we've played 36 holes in, I think, four and a half hours. Well, you know, where most people are playing 18 or four and a half. We've, we've gone around that place 36 and four and a half hours. I mean, it, it, it faster, the better. I hate waiting. I mean, I'm not good enough anymore. I don't have the patience anymore. And it shouldn't take five hours to play golf. It, it really shouldn't. So when your shots are all in the fairway, it, it's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> True. But you, you just see all these guys that are looking at every putt from every angle. I mean, they see the stuff on TV. It's like, guys, we're, we're not that good. Our names aren't on our bag. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our names aren't on our bags. Our paychecks don't matter if we shoot 84 or 74. It doesn't matter. Just go out there and have fun with your boys. And That's you'd be like surprised great. at how much better you play. Right. And, and Mikey, he says we ain't that good. He's that good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we sit there when he hits the ball. We're it, we, shocked. Like, wow, this dude crushes the ball. And so just think about our bad, our best shot we've ever hit. Mm-hmm. That's hit his it. worst shot. Oh, shit. Like he shanks the ball. You know, when you watch on golf and they say they shank the ball. Yeah. And, but it still ends up on like the left side of the fairway. Yeah. That's Mikey. Shit. He'll talk. We played one time and this is the story. We played one time. He hit a ball and he one handed it. 
it was left side of the fairway. We're at uh, Bonita. And I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I was off my mark by like 20 yards. Like, what? <clears throat> and mind you, he's driving. He's hitting driver on par fours, 20-yard chips to get onto the green. That's how much he has left. Oh, shit. Well, that's what's up though, man. It's like I said, if you if it, it the goal is to get there in as less shots as you can, and it absolutely, doesn't matter how you get there, man. Absolutely, He's Mr. Modest. He is so modest, it kills me. I like that's it. Cool, I, I, I hope we one day get to, to experience um, a round with you guys, man. Seriously, I, I hope so too. It'd be a lot of fun. Well, that wraps just, up. Just our... don't don't expect anything fantastic like B's been saying. So. Oh yeah. shit! I don't Whatever. know. See, no, no, that he he's setting us up right there. That's a that's yeah. a <laughs> setting up for failure. Uh, <laughs> I expect Booker to, to be the one uh, crushing the ball, man. No, 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 Mikey, I, Mikey. So we have Scotty who plays. Me and Scotty ride together all the time. And Scotty hits driver on holes. And Scotty will crush the ball out, and everybody's like, nice shot. I'll hit a three-wood. Nice shot. Mikey's hitting a five-wood out driving drivers. Shit. That's dope. The worst part, the person he rides with, DJ, that I was telling y'all about, same way. They compete to see who can hit it the farthest. They hate balls. <laughs> They're mad at balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you answering those questions, Mikey. That's our That'll wrap up our pars and prep. Um, we're going to go into our favorite segment of the week, what we are hating on and our hate is sponsored by golf gents. So let's hear from them. We all need practice. So we're not practice in style. Golf gents has the dopest gear for the weekend golfer from the wasted hat line to the master's line. Golf gents has you covered for being a friend of don't be alarmed. Use code wasted and receive 20% off your order. Head on over to www.golfdance.com. Thank you, Golf Gents, for sponsoring our hate, 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 haters segment of the week. This segment is for all of us to get off what's on our chest, what we're hating on this week, and um. Last week, you know, Sugar and I always invite the hate to come to us and we ask people to respond and give us their hate. And so some of the listeners have uh, responded with some hate for our show, which I love because that means they're listening. So uh, last week uh, we had some hate um, and it says listeners were hating um, on Prince or Maddie Ice's Internet connection. Um, some said he should start a GoFundMe for better speeds. Um, others said that his AOL dial up held up pretty good with some small glitches. Um, the other one said he probably has some good advice, but they don't speak Autobot. So they totally missed it. Um, so Decepticon. Yeah. Matty Ice. I know you're going to have something to say, so we'll have you on the show to rebuttal that. Some people talked about our list, and I said, man, fuck y'all, man. That's my list. I don't give a fuck. So um, so that's the hate from the listeners this week. And then I'll roll into my hating since I'm talking. I'm hating on uh, a high school team that's locally here that my, my daughter goes. So her friend plays on the golf team, 
and uh, they're out golfing and stuff. And so this girl asked the other girls, hey, why are you playing this game of golf? And she said, it's for status. It's a rich sport. So if we're playing golf, uh, we're playing sport, playing a rich sport. And then they were kind of looking down on some of the freshmen and sophomores equipment and kind of talking down to them. And, um, so I want to hate on, on these, these females, uh, even though you're young and stuff like that, like get it together. This is why we do the podcast to kind of grow the game and everything like that. And I guess yamping starts early. So that's all I got to say. Yamping ain't easy. So, uh, I'll pass it on to Mikey. Well, we already covered the NC2A, so I won't go back onto that one, but uh, on my way home today, I had to stop in the store, and the thing I hate most are these self-absorbed assholes FaceTiming or talking on speakerphones while they're in the fucking store. I don't care about <laughs> what you're doing. I don't want to see who you're talking to. Shut the fuck up. Hang the phone up and do your stuff and get out. I don't really care what, what's going on in your world. I just that just drives me insane. Yes, people are that self-absorbed that they think everybody needs to know what's in their business. I agree. That's lovely hate. I'll, I'll agree with that hate. Sugar, man. So you know, I really hate talking about my job on non on non-job situations and hours. But I got to bring up some things about how to deal um, and make decisions that I see a lot of leaders that they can't just do it. Right. I see there's a lot of struggle. I'm, I'm a communications professional. So my job is actually to help you get to your message. But if I got to help you for four or five months to get to a message that we've been circling around on for a long time, it's frustrating, man, get your shit together, make a decision, go out there and and take a chance. You're going to piss people off one way or another, whatever decision you're going to make. So I really can't get into what this decision is about, but I don't, and I want to keep it, you know, I'm, this is fun. This is my, this is the podcast. We chilling, right? But I just want to, I just want to tell folks out there and listeners, man, if you happen to be a decision maker in your, in your organization, there are people that work to help you get to that decision, make the fucking decision and move on. People are waiting. That's all I want to say. All right. Amen. Yeah. And booger. Go ahead and wrap us up. I don't have that anger hate that y'all had. Um, <laughs> little girls work and plain old shoppers. I'm, my hate is simple. Besides Nike, we talked about it earlier. I'm hating on this NBA playing playoffs thing they got going on. It's, it's just the stupidest thing I've heard in the world. You, you, I don't understand why you're changing something up. I don't know. You're not making more money from it. You, no one likes it. The players didn't like it unless you were a sorry team and you get to try and make it in now, but it was just dumb. I'm watching the game now. It, it's just stupid. Yep. That was my. I agree with you. Um, it seems like a money grab, but we don't really see it yet. So um, we'll see. Oh, they're, they're, you guys don't. You all don't like this. No, man. come on, no. man. You got eight teams supposed to make it in. Let your eighteen play. Make it in the ninth and tenth team. You get to play in. Now you got instead of a series, you got one game. Then if you lose, you play the winner of the next one and hope you get it. That's just come on now. This hey, is it, this is coming from a confident Nuggets fan. Sugar uh, is basically hey, poking I, us. I, hey, I have not. Hey, I'm, uh, this is nothing to do with my my love or, or love of the Nuggets and hate of the Lakers, man. All I'm going to sit here and say is that you know I, I don't. 
I'm interested to see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, because I think that they're trying to to change the game up. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but they're trying to get closer to the NCAA because that's what people like, right? They like the oh. tournament. They like the they for some reason they they're trying to get to this tournament thing. And I don't I don't really I don't know if it's gonna work, but I guess we're gonna find out. It's wack. MLB did it, didn't they? Didn't the MLB just do that a couple years ago too? Yeah, they tried it. Yeah, they did. They tried. Well, they're they're they're, they're still, still doing it. They're still doing it. And you mentioned it. The NCAA tournament thing. Didn't we just go off on the NCAA? We did. did so do you watch, it? It's do not you the, watch right the tournament do. or not? Do you watch the tournament or not, sir? <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. You watch the tournament. We all watch it. But I'm not watching the NBA right now. Yeah, but you're gonna okay, but you're gonna watch next week when the playoffs is on. Playoffs, but not the the the, the play in. That don't even sound okay. Play in to the playoffs. <laughs> you you that's have what, a point. That's called the regular season. Yeah, I I <laughs> totally agree. I can't hate. They this is the, the I don't know, man. I'm just it's interesting. Who's I, I don't even know who's who's winning the game now. Uh, Golden State was up by like five. Oh shit! And see, and I told you, e, I told you, dude. This was this was not a good situation for them. But hey. they were the seventh and eighteen anyways. They should have been in the playoffs. Man, fuck Golden State too. I don't give well, a damn. Fuck all of them. If the Lakers don't make it, fuck all of them. I don't give a fuck. And that wraps up the hater segment of the week. I'm hating on all the teams. Fuck you, bitches. So uh, the next portion of our show, get into our golf gigging song of the week, Shug. Man, we always love to you know give you guys bangers to go out there and and listen to um some of the some of the songs we, we tell you have very specific messages in them um and i think this is one that that kind of you know talks about coming of age man and this is hunger on hillside by j cole which is subtle lap. it's a slapper for sure fire out check it out Gonna get hard, keep your head strong. If I quit now, then I'm dead wrong. Fighting off this hunger for hours. Big step, a nigga don't get stepped on. The money might fade, but respect don't. Still gonna be me when success gone. I don't speak the language of cowards. I walk through the flame like I'm Teflon. I sucked up the pain and I kept gone. Whole world know my name, bitch, my rep strong. We sold out in less than an hour. These words I still sing like I'm slept on. I sin so I can't cast the next stone Unless it's baguettes round my neck bone Inside of my frame lies a power You can't get this game from no TED talk I wanna know if they understand me I put it all on A, ain't no plan B Hoping all this way they ain't gonna tell me For the round got grays already Running up the stairs on a tower Running up these M's by the hour If I drop a gym money showers when you get your taste, they get sour. Shit gon' get hard, keep your head strong. Just keep your head strong. The 
Your money might fade, but respect don't. The ultimate price is regret now. Still gonna be me when success gone. Still gonna be me. Big step, but nigga don't get stepped on. Wait on my turn like brains and sand inside the Man, J. Cole's spitting out here. You know, he, he came back with a, a fire album, you know, and and uh, as Booga said, the whole thing slaps for sure. So um, everyone wants to crown it a classic. It's it's teetering that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I appreciate that he he shared that with us. So uh, we are wrapping up our show. And we have a final shout out. So, Mikey, thank you for joining us. Go ahead and give your final shout outs and tell the people where they can find you and uh, all that good jazz. Well, uh, guys, I appreciate this. This was awesome. Uh, hope you guys will have me back at some point. Uh, don't really have any shout outs. I'm not on the Instagram. I'm not on the Twitter. I'm not on any of that stuff. I'm too old, too fat, too slow to do any of that stuff. But uh, <laughs> everybody can find me at uh, motocaddy.us. Uh, come check us out. We got some really good stuff. And uh, hope you guys uh, hope you guys come check us out and see what we got. Dope. Booga. Shouting out my family as usual. My boys, Mikey. Deej, <laughs> hoping get Deej on the, on, on, on the podcast. Um and just the world, just much love and appreciate everybody. Sugar. Always to the fellas, uh, to my family, um, you know, appreciate, you know, the, you know, the hunger um, and, and everybody, you know, um, supporting the, the show, um, the listeners. Um, we really appreciate you guys. And I also want to say, I, I have a special person that I want to uh, thank, man. And I don't, this, I know this guy's never probably not listening to our show, man, but so I met this this old older gentleman um at uh at a at a golf course really um that's really close to my house and you know uh just sitting there swinging out the range man and this dude was like hey I want to he goes I he he told me I normally don't help people he said I I'm, I've been golfing for a long time and I don't normally kind of give people pointers or tips he said but for some reason I'm going to tell you something and he just showed me a couple of a couple small things and I'll tell you, man, it, it, it actually made me want to go play more. So I, I just want to give a special shout out. I don't even know his last name, but uh, his name is Mike. And I met you over there at the Spring Hill Golf Course, man. So I appreciate you for, for taking the time with the brother. Yeah, that's Reggie's sensei for sure. No it's doubt. Sensei. <laughs> um, I want to thank my fam, bam, my sweet lady, like Tyrese, you know. Booga, you're on the Tyrese train with that, so know that. You, uh, like, hey, can we get some lyrics? No, <laughs> not right now. That's a whole different Come on, show. Man. That's a whole different show. That's a whole different show. <laughs> uh, want to shout out the Hard Knock Slicers. Our tournament starts in, I think, like maybe a month, and so hope you guys are tuning up. The RCB, we all we got the Red Cup Boys, the the new show that's coming out with all sports, talking about everything. Um, I want to talk about the base that that kind of made us like the 719, the 303, the 720s, you know, just the box state, you know, the 
you know, just where we come from and we keep it real there and, and we all support each other and then the listeners and we appreciate you doing what you do for us and helping our show grow and, and we're getting exposure and, uh, we get to have great people like Booga and Mikey, the tour pro on here with us and, uh, <laughs> just, just do things. And so, um, just keep it up and we appreciate you and, uh, we're going to keep rolling out these great shows and having fun with it. So sugar with that, take us out of here. As always, make sure you take care of each other. Check in on your folks. I'm going to tell you that every week. Make sure you check in on your people. And, um, you know, always uh, peace and love. And it's like that. Raw. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. This is El Negro. El Negro.